Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I hope you are having a great day and I'm just really pumped to dive in with one of my really good friends, <laughs> Olivia Weaver. Hello, I'm so excited to be talking with you again. I'm pumped and you know, she says again because y'all, <laughs> <sighs> let me just be honest with you, don't really know how to use technology, <laughs> but we recorded this episode what a month ago it feels like forever ago it really does but it really wasn't that long ago a lot has happened in between then yes it's probably just been a few weeks but as y'all have known like every day right now we're just kind of figuring it all out taking it day by day things are getting crazy and everything's changing each day it really is and so we we knew that we wanted to talk about this topic of growing in grief just because Olivia's story is so powerful and just the ministry that God has birthed out of it. Um, but now God, you know, kind of made somehow uh, us do this all over again. <laughs> round two. Um, round two. two. So yeah, we're just going to dive into Olivia's story and I just really cannot wait to share everything of her life with y'all because she's just she's just so fun and so Olivia tell us just about what makes Olivia Weaver Olivia Weaver gosh man such a loaded question um well I have an amazing husband we've been married for almost four years um and an 18 month old daughter um but kind of our story to kind of get that has to do with grief and like to get to where we are today. Noah and I had been married about a year and a half and we found out we were pregnant, which was super unexpected. But those feelings of like complete terror <laughs> turned into real excitement very fast. We we kind of debated like, well, should we tell people? Most people wait. But then we were kind of just like, if something were to happen, which we didn't know many people that had walked through any kind of loss at that time, if something were to happen, we want our community to be in the trenches with us mm-hmm. and to like be very open and vulnerable about this journey. And so we told people pretty quickly and people were praying, covering us in prayer. It was very, the pregnancy was very normal. We saw the heartbeat. We, I mean, everything was just looking very good. We were very reassured. I had some nerves and some fears. I, I knew a few girls that had lost babies, but in the back of my head, I was kind of just like, but that won't happen to me. It mm-hmm. seemed so distant and so far yeah. off. And we went in for a routine checkup at 13 weeks and the doctor couldn't find the heartbeat anymore. He was like, I'm sure it's fine. Like they brought in another ultrasound thing or Doppler thing to kind of feel around in my belly to see where the heartbeat would be. And in that moment when they had to bring in the second ultrasound, whatever that thing is called, I kind of had this, this like motherly instinct of this isn't going to end the way I thought it was going to end. And at the same time in that moment, I thought immediately, not my will, but yours. It was around that same time that Hillary Scott's Thy Will Be Done song oh, came out. Yeah. And so I feel like I'd been listening to that really consistently. And so that was that was honestly my first thought because I just knew like this was not going to be how I wanted this to end. So they sent, they couldn't find the heartbeat still, sent us back to an ultrasound. We walked in the ultrasound room and Noah and I really just didn't have any words, just knowing what was coming. And in the background on their little boombox in the ultrasound room was playing that song that's like, I'll praise you through the storms. And it was Mm. just playing. And that's, we we sat in silence and just listened to the words of that song. And I, of course, just started sobbing. But the ultrasound tech came in. You could tell in her face, it again, wasn't going to be good. So we went back and met with the doctor and he confirmed that there was no longer a heartbeat and kind of laid out 
what the game plan would be moving forward. The baby had not passed naturally, so unfortunately I had we had to make the decision for me to have surgery to remove it. And it ended up having that surgery, had I not had surgery, had we passed it naturally at home, there could have been some serious complications where mm. he was he was concerned whether I would have made it or not. So you just see like the Lord and even those small details. Looking back now, I'm just like, he was in every single detail of that day. Yeah. So we called, you know, family and our closest friends right after that sobbing. They came over immediately and just grieved with us and sat with us and provided meals for the next little bit. And we're just there. Didn't try Mm -hmm. to fix it. Didn't try to say anything cliche. Just sat with us and wept with us. So the day after, I um, had to go in and have surgery. And after that, the healing process was just a roller coaster, as any grief is. I mean, Mm -hmm. just waves of extreme sadness that we were no longer going to have this baby. Grieving that our dreams that we had pictured our family being and doing were no longer no longer there. So there's a lot of different levels of grief there. But our friends just sat with us and I was reading Steadfast Love by Lauren Chandler at the time and I would sit there and read and we'd walk through I would walk through the scripture with that book. That book was a lifeline for me during that time. And I had friends that would come over and just sit next to me and read. Never said anything, would cry when I cried, would listen when I needed them to. And Every time I would get up to go to the bathroom, I would pass this weaving on our wall, woven wall hanging from Target. And every time I passed by it, I was just like, man, I bet I can make something like that. Just like these brief thoughts. And then I would continue on with my life. And every single time I passed by it, I had the same thought. So I was like, you know what? I have all this time. I'm sitting here. I'm hurting physically, emotionally. I'm going to try to do something creative. And so Noah helped me get the supplies and I spent hours on YouTube looking up how to make (laughs) woven wall hangings and self-taught myself. And it became something that I would sit for hours and just pour my heart into these weavings while listening to this worship playlist that I had made on Spotify. And in that time, there were moments where I could not sit down and read scripture. I could not sit down and read a book there were even moments I couldn't even pray. I didn't even know what to pray for because I did. I had so many different feelings and emotions. And I feel like the Lord used that worship music to just insert little pockets of truth into Mm. my head during that time and really used that to like tend to my heart in such a unique way. And so I would just spend hours listening to worship music, sometimes sobbing, sometimes like praying out loud, sometimes talking to the Lord during it. And I started just creating these weavings during that time. And it ended up, Noah was like, okay, so we ended up like 10 of them laying around. He's like, so what are we going to do with all these? (laughs) So I met with some friends and some of the same friends that were coming over and just like really walking through the grief with me. And they were like, well, you should try to sell these, which is such a nerve wracking thing to start something new. Because I'm like, what all the what ifs that all of a sudden Satan starts hitting you with? Like, what if it fails? What if people think you're crazy? What if these things are really not that cute? You know, (laughs) but so they really encouraged me. And I was like, okay, well, what would I name it? And one of them um, brought the word weave. She sent she texted me the definition of it. And it means to Mm -hmm. take parts and make them into a whole and immediately I just I I just cried because it was like 
this is such a tangible reminder of what the Lord is doing in my own heart right now mm-hmm. and how, and then I'm expressing it in an art way, doing it in the same way. And I was like, he's taking these shattered pieces of what we're walking through and just like all this brokenness. And he is literally weaving it back together into a story that is stronger and a story that has like been through the trenches and is now better because of it and whole because of that. So immediately I was like, oh, well, absolutely. It's it needs to be. And we played around with some ideas and we decided on woven together. And mm. it's been going since. I mean, I feel like the Lord has just been in every detail of it. I was very adamant about if I'm going to start something, it's not going to be just a business to like make money. It's yeah. going to be to share our story of how the Lord took our brokenness and made it whole. And it's going to be a story about how he walked through that grief alongside us and a story of healing. And we are going to allow the Lord to use us in whatever way he wants. And that's kind of been our motto since day one. Now I think people probably know us more for earrings than weavings, but I still weave. It's more of my like therapeutic side. The earrings are also just so fun, but still the same. Like we, I listen to worship music. I listen to podcasts and it's just a time for me to create and express outwardly what my heart is feeling a lot of the times. Yeah. So it's been a really awesome journey. I mean, we still, that's still my thought process with Woven Together. We've unfortunately um, in the past few months been through two more miscarriages. And so I'm just kind of in this place of like frustrated that this is a part of our story. You know, when you go through it once, you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. you know, like, wow, look how much I learned from this. Am I happy it happened? Absolutely not. But Mm -hmm. when I see the growth and how much suffering taught me, I'm a different person on the other side. But then to go through it a second time and then to go through it a third time, it's just like you're in this in-between of I don't want this to be my story. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I trust that the Lord is going to use this and is not done with this. And is going to use this story for his, for my good and for his glory. You know, yeah. so that's kind of, we're right in the middle of what Woven Together has always been. We're yes. back in the middle of it. Yeah, last time I saw you, I guess it was the end of January, yeah. beginning of February. Uh-huh. And we were planning this episode and I was like, God just put you on my heart. And I said, you know... As a 20-year-old, I'm getting to that stage of life where a lot of my friends are getting married in serious Mm -hmm. relationships. Some are starting families. And, you know, the word miscarriage and grief has taken a whole nother level because I've never, like, been around a lot of people that are, you know, to this age group of this happening. Mm -hmm. And it's more common than you think. Absolutely. Uh, And so, honestly, how do you love someone through their grief because everyone grieves differently I like looked it up and it, there was like five ways like yeah five oh processes and then there's it's... like the seven steps of grieving so it's like oh like how how did you learn to get through that grief where there are like certain things people said or did because I know the second time was like so just different. as hard yeah. and different yeah I mean it grief is just no matter when it, and it's like it's not about if it's going to happen, if you're going to ever have to grieve something, it's when you're going to have to grieve yeah. something. Like we're all going yeah. to walk through it. Like we are promised that we are going to have to walk through suffering. Yeah. And I think that every time it's so different, there's not a perfect equation for how to walk through it. I mean, I look at all three miscarriages and they're all three so different. Mm. And 
people loved me so well and so differently through all three of them. Mm. And I think a big part of it for me was like, I had to realize I need to let people love me well through this. That's good. Because I think that sometimes you can go into this place of isolation when walking through grief. And there's a big difference between solitude and isolation. Solitude, yes, sometimes you need to retreat and spend time alone with the Lord. And that's what exactly what I did. But then where it becomes, I think, dangerous is when it turns into isolation. And so letting people in, and that doesn't have to mean you're always having people over, but like letting people bring you meals, letting people, answering the phone, you know? Mm. I mean, that's that was hard enough for me when I could just let it go to voicemail rather than having to talk to somebody and be open about my feelings. People, my friends, I mean, I just each... I can think, just like visualize in my head, my friends for each miscarriage and how specific people, how they loved me so well. I mean, to me, I can't emphasize enough. Presence is everything. Being there is mm. everything. And you do not have to know what to say. You do not have to know exactly what to do. Like it's, a, I've had friends so many recently that have been like, I don't know what to say. I don't have words, yeah. but I just want to be here for you. And mm-hmm. I'm just so sorry. And sometimes yeah. that carries way more weight. You don't necessarily need another Pinterest quote to be texted to you yeah. or something that may come across shallow. And are those people, do they have the best intentions? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But does that help sometimes? No. Like it's Mm -hmm. people can't, you can't fix someone's grief. So just coming and sitting with them carries so much weight. I mean, something as simple as a text message, bringing meals, I mean, sending flowers. I have people from afar sending flowers and buy, sending gift cards to, and because they couldn't physically bring us meals, Mm -hmm. things like that. And just being able to be there and let me open up was so big. And I had some friends that would give, um, like when I know someone close to me that has walked through it, I'll typically send them Lauren Chandler's book just because it was such a Mm. powerful, powerful book walking through scripture. And I always say that right now might not be the time that you're ready to read this, but set it on your bedside and there may be a point because nights are hard with suffering and grief. Yeah. Nights are when it hits you, at least for me, yeah. it hit me hard. And there were nights where I was at the end of my rope. I was like, I just need something Lord. Mm-hmm. And I would pick up one of those books and there would be something in it that was just so strategically placed there for that moment. Mm. And so I feel like having those things I mean, a Bible, a book, like any kind of books on your bedside table. That was huge for me. And I think this time I've had girlfriends that will send songs. I mean, Mm, just the power of music. And right now there's just so much, I feel like revival in music right now, especially in the Christian industry. People are just like putting truth out there in the music. And I'm like here for it. You know, I'm like, send it to me. Yes. Nobody is holding back anymore. And we're at a place where we're being vulnerable about the hard things. Yeah. And that's just so powerful. Like I had a girl the other day send me through Woven Together. We do not know each other. She's not even from this country. And <gasps> she sent me her story, a video of her story of walking through a stillbirth. Oh. And I I stopped everything I was doing. And I mean, for her to go out of her way and do that was so kind. Yeah. And then I stopped everything I was doing and watched it and just sobbed because the things that she was saying was what I needed to hear in that moment. Wow. And so just being on the other side of it, 
being bold to share your story. It helps with healing. And I'm not saying you have to go and post it on Instagram the moment it happens, but being willing to let people open up about that story. That's, I mean, we are very transparent about walking through miscarriage and there are things I'm not going to share, you know, everything with everyone, but I have my close-knit group of friends that I know I can be so raw and so vulnerable and they're not going anywhere. They're not going to run from the awkwardness of grief or from the tension it might cause. Like, they're going to sit in that and they're just going to love me through it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, I mean, that's all you can ask for. The tangible things like meals and stuff are so incredibly loving. Yeah. And then just being there too. Kind of like, what's your gift, you know? If you can cook bring somebody a meal. Mm-hmm. If you just, if you can't cook, I can't cook to save my life. I might then mow somebody five dollars right. and say, I love you. I'm thinking of you. Go get some Starbucks, you know? Yeah. So just, I mean, I, and I think even taking time to pray and be like, how can I help this person and mm-hmm. interceding on their behalf? I mean, I've, I, at small group on Tuesday, I was telling the girls, I was like, I don't know what to pray right now. Like mm. I need y'all to intercede on my behalf and pray for me and yeah. pr- like just on my behalf because I don't even know what What to to pray pray anymore I'm in such a place of like just the thick of the trenches that it's like knowing that someone and I mean I can even say that for you like I know if I ask you to pray for me you're going to be on your hands and knees and you're going to be praying on my behalf you know and And I have been taking that seriously oh yeah and that's so valuable to me because I know the weight of that and like the importance of Mm -hmm. that you know Oh, for sure. And that's something for me, the hardest grief that I've been through is the loss of a family member. Um, My freshman year of college, I lost my grandpa. And that was so hard. Like, I think it's, it's really hard when you can't be there. Like I'm at college and, you know, praise God that the next week was spring break and I could go home for the, the funeral service. Uh But like, you know, it's really funny that we're talking about this because this was like two years ago this time. Wow. Isn't God crazy? Yeah. So this time two years ago, because it was our spring break, just like it Mm kind of is now. Dang, it's going to get me emotional. But I remember being in my dorm room and I was so frustrated because it was like, I want to fix it, especially being a two. I'm like, can I just fix this? Everything's going to be fine. But I couldn't. But the way that I could grieve for me was writing about it. And so I I wrote this song and it's so funny. Guess what it was called, Olivia? It was called No Rain, No Flowers. I love that. Oh, I'll have to link it in our stuff here. Yes, please do. Because listen, I'm all about some music. I'm like, turn up the jams and I I will sit here and I will cry and I will meet with the Lord in the middle of all this good music. It's so healing. And so for me, that is what healed me. And, you know, the song isn't even finished. I just had a chorus and a little bridge thing. And it just... It was scripture. It was just Ecclesiastes of, you know, there's a time to weep. There's a time mm-hmm. to mourn. But you will send a rainbow after the storm. Yes. And Linya, your sweet, yes. sweet, beautiful oh, daughter. She is, yeah, she has been just so much. She's given us so much life and perspective in the midst of all of yeah. this. I mean, I'm so thankful we did not have to walk through it again with Linya. Like, I'm thankful we had a healthy pregnancy in between these miscarriages because she has just been such a light and such just a reminder to my heart that, like, he does redeem all things. Mm -hmm. And it's not always in the way that I want it to be. Like, right now, being in the thick of 
miscarriage, I don't know how this story ends. I don't right. know. I'm not promised a healthy baby. I'm not promised. I mean, and you think of all the things. I'm not. We're not promised a husband. We're not. Or promised tomorrow. A healthy, exactly. Like oh, gosh. any of these things, we're not promised. But what I know is that the Lord is good in it, and I know that He is steadfast, and I know that my hope lies in Him. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, He has conquered all of this sorrow. So this yeah. grief we're having to walk through, like. The story's not over. He wins. And like our hope is in that. And I feel like she has kept me so grounded in that too. Because I even think about like lately I've been digging into just these different stories that we heard growing up. Like Daniel and the lion's den. I mean these stories that you hear. And from our end I'm reading it and I'm like well of course he trusts God. Like it it all works out. It's so easy. Like Like, I mean way to go Daniel. Of course you did. Like good job. The Hebrew boys in the fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. And then but then I'm like, at the time, they didn't know how that story ended. Yeah. All they knew was where their hope lied and that yeah. they could trust the Lord through that. Yeah. And like, that's the place. I mean, it's just like pulling at my heart of like, I don't know how this ends. And I mean, I even think about all the sickness right now. We don't know how this ends. We truly don't. But you really just, in the middle of it, have to trust that the Lord has got it. I mean, what else? I think of the disciples too. I'm like, my best friend said this to me the other day. She was like, you're in that place of Olivia of like when he asks the disciples anybody else want to leave and they're mm. like where else would we go like we have no wow. other hope than to cling to the Lord during these times and like I don't have all the answers but what I do know is in scripture he says he is near to the brokenhearted yep. that he's not going to leave or forsake us and that he does work all things for the good of those that love him yep. and that's all I know and all I'm confident of in the midst of all of this. And that's kind of like where my hope is right now, not Mm -hmm. in a healthy baby, not in a healthy life, not in, you know, I mean, even think about the tornadoes, not even in a physical home. Oh, I know. But like that my hope is truly rooted in Christ. And let me tell you, grief will, grief and suffering will show you where your hope has been and is being placed. It shows you really like where you are spiritually yeah. and everything. It's like it does. the storms will come, but it's like, are you, how's your foundation? Is, yes. is The house may not be standing, but is the foundation still yes. there? Is it firm on Jesus, mm-hmm. the cornerstone? That is, that's so good. We're not promised anything. We're, no. And so, especially in the midst of everyone being in their own homes, it's like, yeah, how can we bring revival to our hearts of being right where we are? At the end of the day, what else do we have? Like it really strips you of everything. You just, our lives are filled with so much right now and you just get down to the core of like, what else matters Yeah, to like be in love with Jesus and to like love other people well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is like the greatest the two ba- commands. Yeah. And that's like the basis of it all. Yeah. And we all know and I have said since the very first miscarriage, um, we heard a pastor say at one time and we, we preach it to ourselves all the time. You must train for the trial you're not yet in. That's and that's good. kind of where we are of always making sure that our roots are planted in like just really rooted deep that that way when hard things come Mm -hmm. we're prepared for it you know yeah and I I was the other day I was listening to something with Beth Moore's new book um Chasing Chasing Vines oh is it so good uh, let me tell you I I feel like every time I go through something hard I have a book and I'm like this right here like this is so good so good but she was saying that with vineyards 
that vines grow in a, now like if you have a vineyard and this is contradicting to uh, what you really know, then just don't quote me on it. But right. Beth Moore said it. Hey, so. it must be true if Beth Moore said <laughs> but it. she was saying that the best grapes grow in rocky soil, like in rough soil. Wow. So they are the best when they're grown in hard things. And I just, I, when she said that, I was like, that's where I am, I'm at right now. That's where us as a nation mm-hmm. are at of like, the best stuff is going to be grown when you're put through the ringer. And on the other side of that, you can look back and see like, even here, the Lord was faithful, you know? And I feel like when we were talking about different things you can do, journaling, I know we've talked about that before. Journaling is a huge one where you can look and be like, but look where I, there's days where I'm like, I've made no progress. I've taken 10 steps back and I can flip back in my give me Jesus journal and be like, no, look right here. I've, I've made steps forward from right here and the Lord has been with me every step of the way. And you can just see that he is in the fine details because it's so easy to overlook that because life is really noisy. So it's so easy to overlook that he is in all the little intricate details. It's so funny that you say that because this morning I was in my quiet time and I like date every day in the journal just so I know like Uh obviously where to find it. Um, but I was like, I wonder what we were doing a month ago today. Yeah. And so I, I flipped back to, you know, to whatever, the, in the month of February, whatever day it was. And um, I was meeting for coffee with one of my sweet friends, Allie. And then I went to all my classes and wrote about how all my classes were just so good that day. And then I wrote about going to Nashville to meet one of my friends and then worshiping oh. with my college ministry mm-hmm. to wrap up the evening. And just how I journaled the whole day and how it was just so soaked in prayer and I just praised my way before it to see where we are now. It's like, I am not going to take those coffee dates for granted. Yeah. That, that time of in class Absolutely. because I'm missing my, my people right now yeah. to worshiping on my public university's campus, yeah. you know, just to see how much things can change as we've noticed in the news so moment to moment. Mm-hmm. But knowing that having our foundation on him, he has overcome the world so we can take heart. Yeah. And I oh, completely agree. We are in this rocky soil and girl, these grapes are just going to be so juicy. <laughs> We're going to be on the other side of this. Like what in the world just happened? Yeah. And also look how much growth came from and it. And like, like my little song says, no rain, no flowers. God is a, a promise keeper and he's never broken any of them. Yeah. He is good and we can grow in this grief together. Absolutely. Um, if it's a mother walking through miscarriage mm-hmm. with her husband and her, you know, all the women like that girl, where was she even from? Do you Zimbabwe. Even know? Zimbabwe. Which is weird because I went to Zimbabwe in college. So it was just like, there were so wow. many different things though. It, but I mean, it just... I don't, the boldness of her to share that, you know, yeah. just like how valuable yeah. each of our stories are, whether like you said, it's walking through the loss of a loved one. If, I mean, there's a million different things you could be grieving, but yeah. sharing that story yeah. and understanding that like the Lord yeah. can still work through that. Yeah. And the one thing that I'm really thinking of right now too, is like all y'all listening to work through this grief, even if it's a small thing of that seems so big right now of not getting to walk at graduation or be in class. It's like, you don't want to turn this part of your heart into bitterness absolutely. because the parts of your heart that are hardened, like God can't use it. Mm -hmm. And so as much as it might hurt, you may just have to go in right now and journal or having that tough conversation of just talking about where you're at. Yeah. Because absolutely. I can't imagine you going through this and not talking about it, how it would just, 
make the rocky soil yeah. more rocky and dry because yeah. you're not watering the nutrients of his mm-hmm. word with it. Because it can be so easy to look at someone else's life and be like, wow, well, what I'm going through is hard, but it's not that hard. So oh. I'm not going to walk through what I'm walking through. And and I always had to tell myself, like, my heart is hard. Like, I need to walk through what I am walking through. And the same thing with yours. Your heart is hard for you right now. So, like, you have to walk through that. Yeah. And one big thing that I'm just such a big proponent for is counseling. I mean, I yes. walked through counseling. And Noah and I both walked through counseling together. And it was so life-giving and that is one thing I love about New Vision is they preach that it is okay to not be okay and then you you just it's not okay to stay there you know like you need to keep moving forward and counseling was such a vital piece for me in that and still is I mean Mm -hmm. it's it's just I feel like the Lord has used other people to tend to my heart to heal my heart and to walk through the trenches with me yeah, so Olivia and I go to New Vision Baptist yes. Church here in Murfreesboro, and so they have biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of churches may have some type of biblical, I would say so, yeah, biblical counseling resource. But if not, like check out in your community because I totally mm-hmm. agree. Just being able to walk it through with someone that can really meet you where you are with the truth Absolutely. of God's word. I just, I just can't even imagine not having having yeah between that and getting community you know I mean your community is going to be who walks through the highs and the trenches with you and I mean I cannot explain enough how much mine has meant to me the past few Mm. months of just walking through all this I don't know where I'd be without them Mm -hmm. and it's just such a valuable thing to get plugged in to live life with people to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to just walk through the hard things together oh yeah even right now if it's over FaceTime yeah <laughs> you know yeah, absolutely like, pick up the phone make the effort yes and and it really this time is teaching us to be intentional yeah so absolutely really like make the phone calls tell your people that you love them yeah um share the gospel with them through just being absolutely. present like you said Olivia has these amazing earrings Yay! and these I'm um, so woven wall hanging yes I always kept saying it wrong I would be like what are these little tapestry things (laughs) it's all right whatever you want to call them oh man and so you can find them all on her website and then we have a little like fun surprise for y'all I'm so excited girl I am too I'm so pumped y'all Olivia has just gone and used her amazing talents like she does um and we have a faith and friends earring collection i'm so excited about this me too and boys i'm so sorry maybe if you want to order a wall hanging for your mama or something (laughs) but these are for our ladies in the house they are bright yellow just so fun they are so fun they just make you smile every time i look at them i'm just like those are so happy they are so happy and that's what we need as we grow in grief Mm -hmm. it's just to know that you know joy comes from jesus yeah this happiness is fleeting and happiness comes from the happenings around us but that joy yeah it just comes straight from him and so they're yellow and and Olivia's put some beautiful sunflowers. That's so fun. I'm really excited for people to get their hands on them. And I hope that like, I mean, my hope always when we send out earrings or weavings, whatever we send out is that they will be a reminder of like the hope and the joy that can be found yeah. in the midst of suffering and in the midst of grief. So I feel like 
those are the ones that we created for this are really happy and hopefully they put a smile on people's faces in the midst of just so much unknown and so much chaos right now I just hope that they're a little bit of light and bring some smiles to people's faces me too that it's just a fun stylish beautiful reminder and so y'all can find those on what's your website it is woventogetherco.net Yes. Okay, so we'll have that linked in all of our social medias that you can see. Yes. Um, we're also going to do a little giveaway. Yay! So check that out. I'm just super excited and I'm so thankful that we can be able to talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially during this time with just the world. You know, God knew that that little file was going to get deleted <laughs> and that I'll get he to knew. see your shining face again. Because, I love it. Uh, and so thank you, Olivia. Uh, thank oh. you. It's been so good to talk. So, so good. It's always good to have some social interaction yes actually yeah stay quarantined wash yes, your hands wash your hands and <laughs> don't hoard the toilet paper <laughs> yes that too oh the toilet charmin ultra strong right now girl i don't know about you but that's what a time to be alive i know so since you're inside just pick up that phone make sure you are following olivia on the instagrams yes. at what is it woven, woven together it has two underscores i always Ooh. love to tell that Ooh, okay <laughs> woven together two underscores make sure to check her out and make sure to check out our earring collection and know that you can grow through whatever you're going through right now we love you and olivia thank you thank you oh until next time wash your hands (laughs) (laughs) bye bye